0: Praise the Lord, Uh, we're coming to you live from our top secret underground bunker, Area 52, an undisclosed location. Uh, Just having a little fun with you there. As you can see, uh, church, I'm glad you're with us, Uh, hoping that we'll get a notice from you that you're listening, Uh, notice other people if they want, they can tune in, watch us live. I'm going to be sharing a word with you today from the Word of God uh, we're not having our regular service, as you all know. Uh, it is what it is, and uh, and you see behind me, you say, "What is all that stuff behind you?" Well, it's a little everything. I've kind of set it up. You know, I've got my food supplies. I've got my Bibles, band aids, and batteries, and a sign to remind me to be happy. And uh, and then over here, I got the most prized, precious items you can get your hands on right now: toilet paper. And uh, so we're good, and we got water, we've got a first aid kit, but more than that, we've got the Word of God. And the Bible says, heaven and earth will pass away, but not my word. And so even though we can't get together today as a church group, we still, by the, uh, via the internet and uh, the social media system, we still think God can come together and fellowship, bless each other, encourage each other, strengthen one another in our God. and uh, But during these troubled times, uh, we, we have a lot of questions and a lot of people have uncertainty. And I'm hoping today that by the Word of God, I'll be able to help you with that. I want to make a couple uh, quick announcements, though. We're uh, hoping and praying that this is broadcasting clearly to you, that you hear us good, that the, the lighting's right and blah, blah, blah. Uh, let us know if you're out there and you can hear me good. And that the picture's set right for, for your viewing. Also, we're going to try to make sure we have these broadcasts recorded, uh, this programming, and then we can replay it. We're going to try to upload it to YouTube. I did one yesterday also that is in the uh, making right now to put on YouTube. And it's similar to what I'm going to share today, but I'm going to also add a, a, a lot more to it. So it'll be like part two. Uh, you listen to this one today. You can go back and listen to the other one. And I believe you'll see in the word of God, you'll have a lot of answers to maybe some questions that you have. Why is this going on? What's going on? Uh, You know, I always think to myself, why do people panic? Why do they overreact? Uh, Because they don't know what's going on. Whenever there's a catastrophe or some type of emergency, the first thing they tell people to do is don't panic. Uh, If you're prepared... You know, when you go on a cruise ship, I went on one for my honeymoon 28 years ago. Uh, first thing they did was take us up to the deck and have us all put on light uh, vests, showed us where the lifeboats were, where we'd go if there was a problem when we had to abandon ship. All that preparing us for if that happened. So that hopefully we would not panic because if you panic in the uh, midst of a crisis, you have a lot more chance of, uh, you know, things going wrong. And so I believe the number one thing the Lord would say to us as the church, uh, is fear not, uh, be not afraid. Uh, Jesus said in revelation to the one church there revelation two, he said, be not afraid of all these things. See that you fear not. He didn't want them to be afraid. He always was telling his disciples, fear not. Why were you Fearful. Uh, I believe that fear is the opposite of faith, and, uh, and faith is not denying the reality of the situation, it's believing that God is bigger than the situation. Did you hear what I just said? Faith is not denying the situation, it's believing that God is bigger than the situation. We have a situation, this is a problem, and it's not done, and there's going to be a lot of probably uh, fallout and ramifications from what's going on. We'll have to wait and see, but in the meantime, we have to maintain our course in God, and this is our golden opportunity I see here for us to be able to share our faith with other people, to encourage them to turn to the Lord, that Jesus said these things were going to happen. That's what I want to show you in the Word of God. Uh, We have an answer for those that have a question, and uh, my main goal today is to focus on you, the believer uh, if you're a member of this church house of prayer, or if you just happen to be listening to this some other way, somebody told you about it or whatever, uh, you should be able to receive something too if you, if you love God and you love the Word of God. I love the Word of God. I love God. And I love you. And I'm glad you're listening today. And I'm honored that you want to listen to this. And, uh, and I want to just say a quick prayer. And then we're going to get in the Word of God today. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus I thank you, Lord, for the House of Prayer Church. I thank you for every person that's a member of your church, Lord, every believer, whoever is listening to this or watching this. And I pray, God, that you will divinely direct my words that I say. Help me, Lord, to go to the verses you want me to go to and expound on what you want me to expound, God. And I pray for anyone out there today that's suffering, struggling, hurting, uh, just really going through the valley. I, I pray, God, that you'll lift them up today. They'll look to you, Lord, and be strengthened, be helped, Lord. Like David, I look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. He's my helper. He'll help you if you look to him. So look to Jesus, be encouraged. Amen. And so going forward, what's our church going to do? Everything is right now kind of, you know, up in the air, how long is this going to last? I don't know. Uh, we're going to roll with it. You know, whatever way the wind blows, we'll just go with it. When there's a time to stand up against something, I believe we'll know it. God will give us wisdom when to do something, when not to. Right now, I feel like compliance with the uh, with the request that our government is making to not cause greater burden or problems on anybody we're trying to honor that and uh so we're 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 doing what they're asking us not you know don't have church gatherings uh i did find a place where you are safe to go and the coronavirus won't go uh even though there's mass crowds there and that's the grocery store uh i think coronavirus is scared of groceries because you can still go to walmart you can go to costco sam's club hy-vee you name it baker's does all the grocery stores uh, and still just people running around in and out of there, the little workers that go there every day and exposed to all of us that could have the coronavirus, uh, we need to really pray for the grocery store workers. Uh, either that or that is the safe place where coronavirus won't go. It's afraid to go there. And, uh, you know, Superman is afraid of kryptonite, and the grocery stores are, you know, coronavirus is afraid of the grocery stores. Let me get that straight. So, you know, I wish I could live in a grocery store, then I know I'm safe. And, uh, but you know, I'm going to trust the Lord, not the grocery store. I'm going to trust the Lord and count on him and then use wisdom. And I also have this handy here, my trusty tape measure. So if you come around me, I will make sure you are within the six feet social distancing compliance. Do not get more than six feet close to me. Otherwise we could give it to each other. And, uh, you know, what they're just trying to say is practice, you know, uh, health caution and, uh, But I'm excited today to come to you. I don't want to be too sarcastic or too uh, belittling of the crisis because I believe this is a crisis. I don't know how much of it is truly uh, a virus-related crisis as much as it is a a hysteria, fear-mongering, I call it. No MBA this year. Basketball shut down. Uh, March Madness. We're in March right now. This is the biggest month for college basketball. Shut down uh our what is it saint patrick's day we just had no saint patrick's day this year they're going to uh postpone or shut down easter this year you know we celebrate the resurrection of our lord uh it's just amazing it to me i never thought i'd live and see a day where they're doing this but yet we knew according to the bible we anybody that knows anything about the end times you read your bible you'll know this That there's going to be a lot of these kind of circumstances and situations. I believe this is a preparation for when it really does get bad. And that if you haven't made changes in your life, maybe now would be the time to do that. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't wait around any longer. Starting with first getting my life right with God. And then work on your physical, your emotional, your your financial, uh, your food preparation. Uh, Everybody should have at least 30 days, I believe, of water and uh, backup food, and even toilet paper, you know, things that people are panicking and trying to get, and then when they do, they clean the stores out, and then it just becomes pandemonium. And uh, so I think it's a time for us all to take inventory, check our lives, and uh, where are we at? Are we prepared for crisis if one really came uh, on a greater scale than this one? Because I believe before the coming of the Lord, according to what the Bible says, it gets worse before Jesus comes. I'm not being negative. I, I'm not uh, confessing, you know, uh, negative confession. Some accuse me of that. Uh, well, if you believe the Bible is a negative confession, I guess I'm guilty. Uh, I'm going to quote what the Bible says, and let everybody else, you know, say whatever they want to say. But I believe the Word of God is true, and the Bible says, "Let every other man be a liar." Uh, also, I want to say this. Uh, you know, look at the churches not allowed to have their gatherings or the bars. I think it's interesting but we're gonna make sure that liquor keeps coming with your pizza, and uh, which I don't care if they stop the liquor. I don't drink anyway, and nor do I encourage anyone to drink. And I'm not gonna take extra pills. I don't care if China shuts down all my medication because I don't take their medication. And I think it's a wake up call to America uh, for you that don't like the direction that our president is trying to take our country to bring back our businesses and our jobs back to America. I think this is a good reason for you to take a second look at where you stand on that issue because we're at the mercy of China uh, who is threatening to not let us have our medication where most of our medication is manufactured or the products we get from them, however it works, is in China. And I think anytime you give somebody else control of your life, I mean, you look at our government right now telling us what we can and cannot do. uh, It could get into uh, abuse if they wanted to. They have a lot of power over us. And I think we as Christians are going to have to find where we stand. Uh, We don't want to be uh, vigilantes. We want to be uh, people that honor the law, honor the government. And uh, as long as they don't come between us and our serving God, that's where we draw the line. Uh, They want us to get a license plate, driver's license, pay taxes. I believe we should comply to all that. Uh, But when it comes to denying us our faith, we can't serve the Lord. And them not letting us have our church services, not them, not letting us serve the Lord. But it is something that affects us. But I think in the long run, this will be good for the true believers because it'll make us just what? Get closer to the Lord. Uh, those that aren't looking for the Lord, we pray, we're pray, we praying. They will turn around and start looking for the Lord. So in the midst of this crisis, take, a, take advantage of it. Uh, share your faith with other people. But you first got to take care of yourself you got to make sure you're built up. It's hard to witness other people and tell them about the Lord and His salvation when you're struggling with believing it for yourself. So you got to first make sure you're good, take care of yourself spiritually, and then it'll help faith come alive in your heart. If you stay in your Bible, fear will not overcome you. Faith will. So faith comes from the Word of God. And I want to share with you what I believe the Lord gave me. I share it with you. You don't have to agree with it. You can say, Pastor, I don't believe that's right. Well, you pray about it and you go read the Bible and I encourage you, you know, if you say something to me that's not right, not biblical, I will use the word of God to show you where you're in error. Uh, If I'm in error, show me, get the word of God out and show me where I'm in error and I'll repent because I'm going to go with the word of God, not what you say. And you shouldn't go with what I say unless I say what the word of God says, if I do, then your problem is with the word of God, not me. If I don't like what you say and you tell me what the word of God says, and it's provable with the word of God, not some way you read it, but not accurate, that's something we have to be careful about. And that's why the Bible says, study to show yourself approved, a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, I'm gonna try my best to do that, as I do every time I minister. I'm human. I make mistakes. Pray for me. Uh, I believe God's going to give me messages. I plan to go forward with this uh, uh, social media as long as it's available to us. Uh, who knows when that'll be shut down? Too many people using it now. Uh, having a problem with uh, uh, bandwidth or whatever they call it. Too many people streaming at the same time and limiting the ability. So, you know, we everything's gonna be stretched. I guess that's the point. We're all gonna be stretched. uh, But I think it's going to be for the better for us, for the child of God. And as the coming of the Lord gets closer and things get worse and darker, the Bible tells us to what? Look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is coming. Uh, This isn't the end of us. It may be the end of America as we know it. Uh, This may be the end of the way life has been for us up to this point. Uh, Things may drastically change. But it's not the end of God. It's not the end of the Word of God, the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, This is our hour to shine. I keep feeling to say that. Darker it gets, the brighter we should shine. And uh, so this is our time to, like when Job was put in his fiery trial testing, it proved to the devil and to others that were watching Job's life that he was a true man of God. That no matter what happened to him, he kept serving the Lord, praising the Lord. And it was his greatest witness. Uh, far as we know in the Bible, I think it was his only witness, at least the one that we get told about. It was his, you know, when he was blessed and everything was going good. You know, you could all interpret that different ways. He must be crooked. He's cheating on his taxes. You know, he's got a little backdoor business that he's running. He's putting money, getting money under the table. He's taking, you know, bribes. So you could think of all reasons why he probably was blessed or not blessed in your opinion. But when he went through his trial of affliction, the Bible says it was plain as day he was being tested. God let him be tested because the devil wanted to show God that Job don't serve you for no other reason than because you bless him. God said, I'll prove you wrong, devil. And God did. Hey, church, this is our time to show we serve God no matter what. I'm a Christian. I've been through a lot this year, 2020 already. And 2019 uh, is a year I'm glad kind of it's over uh there was a lot of serious battles and family battles and and physical battles and all at the same time and i don't see it going to change in a lot of ways but we're going to change the circumstances may not change but we're going to change we're going to be changed from glory to glory the bible said we, we're going to be changed to the image of our savior jesus christ who when he suffered he didn't curse he didn't tack back when he was attacked he kept the right attitude Uh, I'm not there yet. I don't know about you, but I'm not there yet. But I know God's working on it and dealing with it. And he's preparing us uh, for his holy habitation. We're going to be with Jesus. We're going to live and reign with Christ for all eternity. Uh, This is time for us to find out where we're at. Uh, Test yourselves, the Bible said. Examine yourselves. See whether you be in the faith. If you're falling apart right now, you need to go to God and work that out. You need to get in your Bible and build yourself up in your most holy faith, like Jude one twenty says, praying in the Holy Ghost. Get in the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, uh, and if you don't, write these verses down and go back when you get the chance. And you should look these passages up, read these passages, not just the verses I'll give you, but read the whole chapter, and you'll get better understanding, and you'll see, I believe that I'm not just saying what I want to say, make the Bible say what I want it to say. You're going to see that it says what I'm telling you it says. And I will read from the Word of God. You have your Bible. I hope you'll read with me. Uh, I want you to know there's a lot of people probably that would question, uh, why is this happening? What's going on? Uh, You'll hear a lot of other people, where is God? On 9-11, a lot of people, where was God on 9-11? He was in heaven on his throne, where he's always been and he always will be. The question is not where was God, where were we? Uh, God hasn't changed, we change. And and if we change for the worse, because a lot of times we do, uh, we can repent and turn back and go back where we belong, go back to God. I always think about the husband and wife that after many years of marriage, the wife one day was riding in the car with her husband, and she looked over at her husband and said, I'm not happy with you. And he said, why? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's, why are you not happy? She said, well, I was just thinking uh, how we used to sit right beside each other in the car. We were like this. And, uh, and now look, you're way over there and I'm way over here. And uh, she was thinking something was wrong with him and his love. And all of a sudden he thought about it and then he looked over at her and said, wait a minute. I've never moved. She had scooted over. God hasn't changed. We have move on back over. If you've gone away from the Lord, come on back to him. You know, I like one preacher said, you know, uh, they come up to the preacher and they said, pastor, uh, boy, you sure was rubbing them cats fur the wrong way today. And, uh, you know, if you're rubbing cats for a certain way, it makes it stand up. And the pastor said, well, it's time for them cats to turn around. Uh, I'm not going to stop the way I'm rubbing. They need to turn around. God's not going to change. We need to turn around. That's what repentance means. I've been preaching that. That is my message. That's the message that Noah preached at the end. Uh, That's the message that's always preached at the last hour. If you was on your deathbed today, Pastor, what would you do if you was laying on your deathbed dying today? Well, first of all, if I wasn't right with God, I would get right with God. And then I would be praising God uh, if I could. Physically, if I was able. If I'm dying, I don't know if I'd be able, but I'd sure be tempting to. And, but the first thing I do is make sure I'm right with God. In the middle of a crisis and, and the dark hour that we're coming into here, make sure you're right with God. And, uh, but I wanna show you that these things do not happen by accident or by chance. Uh, this, this crisis that has come up on us, suddenly, uh, why, do you, why do you think the Bible said that I set you as a watchman on the wall, that when you see the sword coming, God said, I'll send the sword. I send the pestilence. I'm going to show you the word of God. He said, you cry out and warn the people. If you don't, their their blood will be on your hands, Watchmen." I have been warning you every week I preach that God will judge sin, that God will not be silent to what is going on in America and the world at large. We're coming into, I believe, days of of, uh, a precursor to God's wrath. This is not God's wrath. This is the precursor. This is the hey, if you're listening, anybody listening, this is the shot over the bow. God's not playing. We're opening doors to things that we don't even know what's behind them. And I'm talking about evil. And America is boldly going where no man has gone before. We're seeing how deep and dark we can go in our sin. And I am a preacher of righteousness. I thought about opening my message today with, uh, I want to tell you how to get rich. Send me $1,000 today and God's going to make you rich. Uh, What a ridiculous message. And that's what the church has been fed for how long now? And now we're being fed the message of love, 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 love. And that God is loving so he would never get angry and never correct you because that wouldn't be love. You sound like a dumb teenager. That's what a dumb teenager thinks. That I can rip you off, cheat you, disrespect you, mom and dad, get your wallet out and give me all your money. That's what a dumb teenager does. No offense to you dumb teenagers because I was one. But I know how they think and I see how they uh, operate and I did too. But the point is, the truth's the truth. When we have an attitude that God's just going to open his wallet and let us just take whatever we want while we disrespect him, well, he'd have to be dumb. And God's not dumb. And he said in his word, what? Be not deceived, God's not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I'm going to say it again. Be not deceived. I'll put it in street terms. Be not played, fool. God's not mocked. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap it. That's God's law. It's not changed. It's not Old Testament. That's New Testament. God has not changed. He said, you sow to the wind, you will reap the whirlwind. In other words, if you sow to the flesh, he said, you reap destruction. And America is consumed with the flesh. Physical pleasure, drunkenness, sexual immorality, making that money, living that life, that dream life, while they're all hooked on pills and suicidal and crazy, don't even know which bathroom they're supposed to use. Come on, church, let's you and me wise up. Let's you and me turn back to God. Let's let's put away our sin. Let's get rid of all our idols. Uh, You know the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt, some of them took their idols with them into the wilderness and secretly were still worshiping their idols and God wanted them to clean their houses. Hey, the Bible says what? Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. God knows we got idols in our life. God knows the sins in our life and he wants us to get rid of them. Amen. And I want to show you something in the word of God that I believe the Lord gave me about this crisis. If you have your Bibles, Turn to Revelation chapter eighteen. Revelation chapter eighteen, and this is like I said, part two of part one. Our part one is still being put on, being loaded up. We recorded it yesterday, but we weren't able to uh, uh, put it out there yet. But we're working on it and by God's grace. You pray for us. We'll get that done, and uh, and you'll see a lot more what I shared yesterday in a, in a, a broadcast. And going forward, I'm going to try to do Bible uh, teachings like I'm doing today. Uh, regularly if i'm gonna try to do it daily if god helps me i'll do this daily once we get the kinks worked out how to do it how to record it how to upload it and all that i plan on doing this every day because i think we need the word of god now more than ever and i like the gospel song uh, that i heard we need jesus more now than ever we are sailing through stormy weather jesus more now than ever we need jesus more now than ever the word of god jesus said i am what the living bread i'm the word of god get more of this word in you let it come alive in you you'll see jesus come alive in you god will show you the way to go he'll strengthen you encourage you he'll chastise you he'll discipline you where you need it god's not against discipline and chastening Look in uh, Revelation chapter 18, and I want to uh, start with verse 1. We're going to read down to uh, a couple verses here. Revelation chapter 18, verse 1. And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. And is has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations, all nations, have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And look at verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins and that you receive not of her plagues. I want to read that verse again. I heard another voice from heaven Saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins. You shouldn't be doing what the world's doing. You shouldn't be living like they're living. You shouldn't be going where they're going. And don't try to tell me I'm going there to witness to them. Okay, you know what I mean. Be honest. God says, you are my people. Come out of her, my people. And don't be partaker of her sins. Don't be doing what she's doing because I'm getting ready to judge her. And look what he says here. That you receive not of her plagues. The word plagues there, I looked it up in my concordance. It's uh, in the concordance. It's number 4127. And I think it's interesting. The word in the English is pronounced Play gay. I don't think it has anything to do with homosexuality per se there, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Play gay. What's it mean? It means a blow, stripe, a wound. You know what the word virus means? Look it up. It means poison. It's exactly what the word virus means. What are we being threatened with right now? Poison. We're being poisoned. I believe we are being poisoned in more ways than one. I believe many churches are poisoning their people with poison poison doctrines. Even the Bible says they will bring in damnable heresies and will deceive the people and they'll be destroyed because of these damnable. The word damnable is exactly what it means. It's poisonous. They'll bring in poisonous doctrines that grace, 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 love, 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 love. Uh, God would never do anything but bless you. That's not biblical. God's telling his people here, if you don't want these plagues, I'm going to put on the wicked. Come on, those that are fornicators, those that are loving money, those that are chasing the world and everything in it, and they don't worship God, he's only, he only time they think about God is in an emergency, when there's an F5 tornado wiping out their city, then all of a sudden it's, oh my God, oh my God, hey, God said, I'm not going to be played like that, God ain't going to be used like that, brothers and sisters. And I'm telling you, there's something going on. I believe it's a wake-up call to us in the church. Whether the world hears it or not, let the church hear this message. Whether, whether people on the outside want to believe in God or not, that not point right now. Let us, who are called by His name, come on. Let us, who know the blessed sound. Let us, who, who declare the name of Jesus. We who claim we're Christians. This message here, He's crying out. That voice from heaven was speaking to who? He said, my people, my people come out of her, my people. Do not be partaker of her sins, lest you be partaker of her plagues. It means blow, strike, strike, wound. This is wounding America. This is wounding our economy. This is hurting our churches. This is hurting families. Uh, There's going to be a lot of anxiety and emotional stress, as well as literal financial and physical people are going to feel this physically. Uh, this is a wound to our nation. We were chugging forward. The stock market was reaching new heights. I, from what I hear, I'm not in the stock, but I've heard higher than it's ever been. And America was on its way to being great again. And blow and behold, we got hit with a blow, a plague, and uh, and it's brought us to our knees. I hope it brought us to our knees. To pray. Uh, while we're trying to be great, I'll tell you how to get great. Get on your knees and pray. I'll tell you how to be blessed. Go to the blesser, God Almighty. He knows how to bless his children. And even if the world is falling apart, I'm going to be all right if I'm in Christ. I'm not afraid of what man can do to me, and man can kill me. It's not a matter of that. It's a matter of what happens to you when you die. Are you going to heaven? Are you going to hell? You're going to be with Jesus for all eternity? Or are you going to perish in the lake of fire with the devil and his angels? That's what Jesus said in Matthew 24. He says, hey, you're going to go to hell if you don't repent, where the place has been prepared for the devil and his angels. Well, it's never meant for you and me. But if we rebel against God, God says, if you keep doing these sins, you're going to be a partaker of, if you want to be a partaker of her sins, you're also going to be a partaker of her pestilence, her plagues, the blows come in your way. A public calamity. That's what the word "plagues" here in Revelation eighteen four. It means public calamity, heavy affliction. This is heavy. You can feel it. Everybody's saying, "I can't believe this. I can't believe this." I just you can feel it. It's weighty. Hey, I'm glad the Bible says, "Cast all your care upon Him." I don't have to carry that weight. I don't have to let these troubles in my life flatten me down. All I got to do is humble myself and get down under the mighty hand of God. I love that verse says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due season. God will pick you back up. God will restore you. Even if you sin and you went wrong, this is not a message of doom and gloom and despair. If that's the way you hear it, please listen to what I'm saying. Turn to God. Repent. Surrender to the Lord. Let God be God. Let Him have your burden. Cast it on the Lord, the Bible says. Cast all your care upon Him, because He cares for you. I just want to help you today. God has a word for His church. God is still speaking. There may not be bread on the grocery store shelves today. Toilet paper. There's bread in the Word of God. He'll feed you if you're hungry. He said, I take care of the birds. I take care of the lilies, the little flowers. How much more valuable are you? God's going to take care of you. Would you trust Him? Would you go to the Lord today? Hey, if you want to be burdened and fall apart, stress yourself to the hill. You know, God will let you, because you're a free moral agent. You do what you want. But I would go to the Lord. If you're a child of God and you you say, Pastor, I need help. I want to, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I'm telling you what to do. Go to God, and you go as often as you need to. Take as often as needed. That's what they put on the little bottles of prescription, right? Take every four hour, whatever, or as often as needed. Hey, how much do you need? God's got what you need. He's got an endless supply of grace and mercy, love and, and healing and, and hope. It's in His word. It's in Him. Amen. You go to the word of God. you go to prayer and God builds you up. I believe you listening right now. That you can be built up in your spirit already. The Word of God. There's something about it. It's good, solid, whole food. It'll You will feel the strength from the Word of God. Amen. And the devil doesn't have me on the run. He shouldn't have you on the run. And we didn't cancel church day because we're scared. <clears throat> Coronavirus is going to get me. Stay back. now you can come closer. I'm not scared. I'm not making light of the flu. I'm not making light of the virus. It, it, it is what it is. It may be deadly. I'm not saying it ain't, but I'm not alarmed in my spirit. My God is in charge. He's in control. We're not having our service day at the church, partly because we're just trying to be nice. We're playing nice. You know, We're not wanting to upset our law, and we're not trying to burden them and have no desire to do that for just doing that to show show that you know we're strong or we got faith or whatever we'd like to prove to them. But I will say this. I like what's going on to a degree because it's forcing me to go this way I'm going today with you online here because I believe in the dark days ahead. We got to be ready to minister however God lets us minister. I mean, if they shut down our churches because of uh, the boogeyman is coming to get us all, uh, you know, I need to be ready to still minister the Word of God. God didn't say quit preaching uh, because of catastrophes. or. Tr- tr- I think we need it more now than we've ever needed it. And I believe we're getting ready to have a brand new audience that is going to hear our messages. And, uh, and it's because it's not our message, it's God's Word, but He's using us as the messengers to take that Word to people that need to hear this right now because a whole lot of people, they don't know their Bible. They don't know what's going on. And they're panicking and trying to figure out, did China do it? Did America do it? Uh, Who did it? Who did this? Uh, I want to give you a verse today that I believe the Lord gave me. You don't have to agree with it. Because I'm sure many of you, when I say many of you, maybe some of you, shouldn't use the word many. Some of you may say, I don't agree with that. And you have that, right? You don't have to agree with that. This is what I believe the Lord gave me. I was praying and asking the Lord, Lord, I need a word from you. If you would give me one, uh, a specific, you know, something that would be an answer to people if they questioned me or if I got to speak to the church like I'm doing today, this is what I believe God gave me. I believe he did. I was reading in first Kings and this verse, when I asked that question, I looked right at this verse. Maybe I was just lucky. I don't know. I believe though, God is speaking to me by his word. Uh, This is 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 24. If you'd like to read it with me, turn to 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 24. Write that verse down. You get a chance if you don't have your Bible, go look it up. Thus saith the Lord, you shall not go up, nor fight against your brethren, the children of Israel. Return every man to his house, for this thing is from me. That was the part that God really spoke to me. God, what is this? What is this? This thing is from me. It'll judge who it's supposed to judge. It'll hurt who it's supposed to hurt. It'll wake up who it's supposed to wake up. It'll cause what it's supposed to cause. I love the verse in Proverbs says, shall the curse not come causeless? Other words... There's a reason for this. This is not random. This is not by accident. Whether it was man contrived or not, I don't know. Uh, Don't matter to me one way or the other. God's still behind it all. And through it all, we got to see Jesus. Through all this, we got to keep our eyes on the prize that's waiting for us. Come on, amen. And so my focus is going to get more focused. You say, Pastor, uh, you know, this is all scaring me. Well, it's time for you to uh, get some faith in your life and don't live being scared all the time. And, and I get scared at times, so it's not that you're bad because you get scared, but you know what? Shake that fear off. Shake it off like Paul did that serpent when it bit him. He shook it off in the fire. And everybody sat around, Ooh, he gonna die. Ooh, he been exposed to coronavirus. Paul didn't die. Didn't die. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. God knows how to take care of you. If you are in Christ, you're safe. Hey, if you get coronavirus, Pastor, I got it. You said I was going to be safe. Well, you're going to die from something. If you did die from coronavirus, if your heart's right with God, you're going to heaven. If I get it, I get it. I don't want it. I pray I don't get it. I don't believe I'm going to get it. But if I did, I ain't going to chuck my faith. I'm not going to say, oh, you know, I don't know if I believe in God anymore. No. My life is, there's no guarantee that I won't die of a heart attack, get cancer, some other disease, get ran over by a semi-truck, whatever, going to die somehow, someday, some way. I'm looking beyond the grave. I'm looking at my eternal life in Christ Jesus. So that keeps, my, my, uh, my uh, hopes are up. They're not down because, oh, what if we get the disease? Well, I guess we get it. We get it. We'll fight it. We'll try to get over it. We'll push past it. By God's grace and help, we will. My life is in His hands. Your life is in God's hands. Your very next breath is in God's hands. I like what David the psalmist said. My times are in thy hand, O God. See, when you're a child of God, that's how you think. Call us crazy. Say what you want to say about us. At least what i got works for me. Uh, I'm not going to my medicine cabinet and finding some pills. I'm not looking for my liquor cabinet. I'm, I'm not wanting to go jump off a bridge and end it all. Hey, I'm looking at living larger than I've ever lived. I got a hope in God. I got a future in God. You do too if you're a Christian. If you're not one, why don't you become one? This is a great time to become a Christian if you're not one. If you're half-hearted, lukewarm, backslid, playing games with God, hey, this is your time to get it right. Come on, get in while the getting's good. Hey, the door's open today. Jesus Christ, through all this, is saying, come to me. Hey, all you that are weary and heavy laden, all you that are burdened, I'll give you rest. Amen. If you're thirsty, I got cold water for you. If you're hungry, I'll feed you. Come on, Even if you're naked, Jesus said to that church of Revelation, he said, you're naked, blind, wretched, miserable, poor. I'll feed you. I'll clothe you. I'll anoint your eyes with eye slab. You say, I can't see. I'm blind spiritually, preacher. Hey, I know a God that opens the blind eyes. He'll cause your mind to think straight. The word of God. He'll keep you in perfect peace. He whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Who are you trusting in today? Hey, if you're counting on the government, I thank God for them for what they do. I'm praying for them because my Bible tells me to. Hey, but am I dependent on them to be my supply, to be my protector? You know, I guess they'll do the best they can. I hope so. I want them to do good. May God bless and help them in all they're trying to do. But I'll tell you what, my faith goes beyond this land, this world, this governments that we have to a higher power, God Almighty, King of kings, Lord of lords, and I'm not just trying to sound spiritual. I really believe that. I know that scares some people. Their lack of faith and unbelief scares me. Uh, I guess we're all just scared. I guess you get to choose what you want to be scared of. There's people scared of me because I believe what I believe about the Bible. Uh, The demoniac, when Jesus cast all the demons out of him. The Bible said the town people come out and saw the demoniac sitting down at Jesus' feet, clothed and in his right mind. The guy was running around naked, living in the graves and full of demons. And Jesus delivered him, cast the devils out of him. He got some clothes on. Sitting down and Jesus was teaching him. That's a sign of somebody that got delivered right there, isn't it? They put their clothes on, sit down and start learning from Jesus. Instead of being crazy and running around in the tombs and howling at the moon. And wanting to drink blood of somebody or vampire spirits. And we got those in the land day. Crazy people. But anyway, the Bible says when the town came out and saw that guy clothed and in his right mind, the demoniac, it scared them. Jesus... Go away from our town. You're scary. I'm not scared of God. I want to get close to Him. I'm scared of not being close to Him. I'm scared of not obeying Him. I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus said that we read in Revelation 18.4, didn't we? Come out of her, my people. It's coming down. The system's coming down. But before it's over, wickedness is going to rise up in the midst of this as the Savior of the day. That's a whole nother message I'll be teaching about end times and the Antichrist and the beast system, which is coming into place. Uh, we're planning on starting a once-a-week uh, prophecy update program like we're doing here today. and It's going to be dealing with the news of the day. Uh, what does the Bible say about what's going on? And I want to give you a biblical perspective. You get it from CNN and Fox, and you know, you're getting one, one view of it. Uh, I'd like you to know what the Bible says about these things. We're going to start a Prophecy Update program, part of our uh, program that I want to do. I also want to do a daily Bible uh, encouragement with you from the Scriptures. Uh, Today is addressing this major issue that we're all dealing with, something new in our life. What are we going to do going forward here, Pastor? We're not stopping. We're not going to quit doing the ministry. I'm witnessing to people every day like I was. I'm praying like I was. I'm reading my Bible like I was. Uh, I like what Daniel did when the decree came from the king. Nobody prays for 30 days. Nobody. Daniel, the Bible says, threw open his windows and prayed three times a day, like he always did. Daniel didn't change. Hey, let the threats come. Let what comes, what comes. This thing is from God. And we don't have to panic, church. We don't have to, you know, bite our nails off. Uh, we can trust the Lord. And I want to encourage you. And I know I challenge and I come across kind of hard sometimes. Hey, coronavirus, if you get that, it hits you really hard. And uh, you know, if you go to hell and the plagues of God come on you, probably going to hit pretty hard. So yeah, I'm not weak in what I preach and teach, but please don't be offended by that. I love you. I seriously care about you because God cares about you. I love the Lord. He loves you. And I want to be a blessing to you. And uh, and I'm praying for you, your home, everything about your life, but most of all, your walk with God. And uh, so I think that'll be enough for today. We'll get part one. Uh, I go into a little more deep details. I've got some other verses I'm going to bring out that I didn't have time maybe today. I don't feel to go on further. But I hope you got something out of this. Pray for us that we'll be able to put together these other things that we're wanting to do. We'll be sending these programs to you. Uh, notifying you of them. Tell other people about them that need to be, you know, in what the Word of God says. Uh, use this as an opportunity to spread this word around. And uh, and please remember us in your prayers. And if you're a giver and and you believe in supporting this ministry, hey, just because we can't open the doors right now uh, to everybody, we still got all our bills like you got all your bills. Uh, please remember us and uh, just do what God tells you to do. Be faithful. I love you. I like this little sign right here. Be happy. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Till next time, keep the faith. I'll see you.